I'm Babs Gray, and I think my piano teacher and I are becoming friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and prove to me that Tom Clancy and John Grisham are two different people. I cannot and will not believe it. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and I'm not materialistic. Wait, are fancy wine and food materials? And also, what about vacations? <laughs> <laughs> and this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Papa, it's hot and sweaty. And, and so last, are we. And so are yeah. we. It's not on fire. Last time we recorded. It was on fire. It's yeah. not right now. It will probably yeah. will be when you listen to this. We're entering fire season, which is fire always. Mm-hmm. Our world's on fire. How about yeah. yours? Your sex hey. is on fire. Our world is on fire. Hey, I'm always in fire season. Fire crotch season, Hello. baby. As long as you guys know, we're all all stars. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. That's why they're listening. Um, let's bring our guest. She's super funny comedian. She's a writer for The Hard Times and Slackjaw. Ella Gale. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Welcome. thanks for having me. Um, I was about to say we... <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> what, Go on. What, before we started, we turned off the AC and uh, Tess had a remote for it. And I'm thinking about getting a clapper, you guys. Love it. Aunt, Aunt Bad. Love yeah, it's it. Aunt, it's again, Aunt. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I mean, just j- that jingle alone, it's so nice to be reminded of it because I hadn't even thought about the Clapper song oh, in a while. Oh, wow. I forgot about it totally. That's clap a- on. Clap <laughs> off. Clap on. I was on, looking at us like, off. oh, no. The Clapper. Yeah. Do you not know it? <laughs> no, I. I mean, I assume you clap and things happen. Were you what? You were you one of these kids who didn't see TV or something? Uh, we had TV, but um, my family never had cable. Mine either. I know about the my parents got cable like four year, like really like in the past couple of years. It was crazy. Maybe I just watched the maybe I saw the clapper at my grandma's house because that's where I had access to cable. I like that they have it feels not, like a grandma thing. Yeah. yeah, they have not updated the look of the packaging on the clapper since 1994. It's like it's oh, yeah, still that one. It's like yeah. that old lady on it. Can I right? see it? Yeah, yeah. It's still just oh, like oh, you gotta get this. It's a very 90s font. It's just <laughs> like yes. they haven't changed that box in forever. Whoever that hand model is is long gone. Yeah. God. Yeah, she's like, she has it framed in her house. Those used to be my hands. But also, as far as being a hand model, to be the clapper hand. Oh, yeah. Iconic. Oh, absolutely. Three and a half stars on uh, Amazon. Do you think the clapper hand lady brings it up at parties still? I would. Absolutely. Every time she like goes, oh, I'll pay, I'll pay the bill. And she reaches her hand across the table. She pauses for a second just to like let everyone look at it in the light. The bill. <laughs> Uh, what made you what like made you think about the clapper well my back is getting very bad okay this is getting very (laughs) this is getting very sad but my whenever i get up from my bed like Mm -hmm. it hurts and so Mm. i don't want to have to get up i like it wait i have another made for uh, seen on tv item that i want i want to get that i want to see if you guys have heard anything about that thing that you're supposed to wear on your shoulders that holds your your posture back oh yeah sure. it looks like the tiny it looks like a tiny backpack but uh-huh. it like pulls your shoulders back has anybody heard anything about that no but that sounds like something i would love to try yeah every time i see it i'm like mm, maybe yeah 
I've just committed to being a spineless weirdo. <laughs> just That's a choice slumped too. forever. I know. I, I kind of at that point too. I'm like, it's not going to change. Also, because I'm yeah. so tall, I feel like if I had good posh, I'm even bigger than. Yeah, I have the same issue. I'm tall, and you know what it is? I had an ex tell me that I had bad posture, and I'm like out to prove him wrong still. <laughs> Oh, okay. See, spite. Spite yeah. rules your life. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, now that it, we're I, like, you have spite about, posture. I kind of have spite posture. Yeah. And I will never forget where and when I was when I was told I had bad posture by someone I was sleeping with, but it won't happen again. Have you seen. Perfect. Have you seen the trailer for Netflix's Tall Girl? No. Oh yeah, I saw. You. I saw your tweet about it's that. It's horrifying. What it's weird. It? It's literally like a movie where they're like, "Well, you're the tall girl. No one likes you." <gasps> yeah, she's she's six People one. People don't like us. There's a line. There's a line where a guy looks at her and he's like, "You can't. Exp- what do you just expect? Someone perfect and even taller to walk in the door right yes, now?" Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> And I like, I like so badly want to make a sketch called Fat Girl where yes. somebody is like, do you expect somebody perfect and even fatter to walk in the door? Yeah. And then just like a really hot, oh man, fat wow. guy walks in. So we got truly tallism going on. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, it's like literally everything in her life is like defined by her being tall. And she how, like, it's called Tall Girl. It's called Tall Girl. <laughs> how tall is she? Yeah, how tall is she? Feet? She's six foot one. And oh, that's not something. even that tall. Normal that's, tall girl. Yeah, it's normal tall. Yeah. Anyway, personally offensive to me. Wow. And there's not even a scene of her like getting a good view at a concert or reaching to, an like, object. Under, yeah, looking good in a drapey dress. <laughs> Is she like getting a glass down from the top shelf for her fiance? And he's like, that's it. I can't handle it anymore. This is bullshit. Models are tall girls. Yes. Yeah, she's, she's in high school. It's a high school thing. Like oh. it's a high school like look at the thing that makes you different but also special. Right. I oh, maybe know. that's the lesson she learns at the end is that models I are think, tall girls. What is it? Is there some kind of weird makeover in it? Because I was yeah. like, there's a weird part where I think they try to make her look shorter with like tricks of clothing <laughs> tricks. Oh my God. Or like there's a scene where her dad's like, like talking about her being different and how he wants to help and it's like what are you gonna do cut off her feet <laughs> yeah what the hell actually that is a horror movie i would love yeah, yes yeah, exactly. but uh as like a regular just very weird it's very didn't they also wow. they did, wasn't it netflix or some other i think it was netflix that had they had some kind of like oh what the fuck was it it was a show about a fat girl who like changes oh. bodies or something i can't um, remember it was also like offensive in a similar oh, way she she gets her jaw wired shut and she loses a bunch of weight oh, and then she becomes a pageant queen Ugh. oh okay oh, and it wow. had a terrible name that i no longer this remember is a tv show or a movie it was, it was a, a movie a netflix movie netflix movie oh wow but it was the same vein where you're like what let's just what are we doing was netflix quality at one point and now they've just like continually. I think they're quantity. Yeah, yeah. I think about the gamut because they do make some really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think Netflix is also trying to like jump in on like the Lifetime movie, like yeah, Hallmark yeah. Channel. They they like want to be mm-hmm. all the channels instead of just the like exactly. That's smart, yeah, good that's TV true. channels. They they're also want to be and Lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Were either of you bullied for being tall ever? No. I know. I mean, I still feel like there's some stuff where it's like, oh, that's it's not always ideal. I don't yeah. know. As a lady, For sure. you're, you're supposed to be tiny. It's right? whatever the mm-hmm. female version of emasculating is. Mm-hmm. That it's okay. That mm-hmm. it's like people. It's like. Uh, 
It, yeah, like it, you're just constantly, I don't know, or at least I feel like you're constantly not feeling quite as feminine as okay. other women because you are just taller than everyone. Do you think that that is due to your height or just like your joie de vie in general? Like, because like you're a very like outgoing, fun person anyway. Like, yeah. I feel like I emasculate a lot of people and I'm like five, six. Yeah, I think it's just, it's hard to explain. It's kind of like a, just when you loom over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it sounds great. Also, it sounds pretty fun. I some, wish I was taller. It should be called Looming Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Just she fills a doorway. The Just Loomer. The shadow takes up a full doorway. And like she's going into prom and just get her shadow yeah. is cast across the entire dance floor. Total eclipse of the Loomer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think tallness to the, it, the interesting thing about tallness is like if you are a shorter person and you want to be taller, you can wear heels. Yeah. If you're tall, yeah, you like, can't really go the other you way. You can't detall yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there is an element. You can of that. slouch. That's yeah, what you, you can, can slouch. slouch. Yeah, yeah, that's when you did the thing. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I never felt bullied. I don't. I wouldn't say bullied. No, yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's mostly fine because they're afraid of you. You feel like it was hard to blend in. Because, it's hard to blend in. Okay. And I think yeah. I feel safer in public in general, which is a huge mm. benefit. Mm. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, but I think it has. I think it can have backlash because people are they're like the i just think that people find you like mm-hmm. intimidating physically yeah, yeah. intimidating yeah i mean yeah. that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> it's like anything yeah, when people yeah. make assumptions sure. like just yeah. yeah based on yeah gotcha. yeah just, i was just like trying to rack my brain if like we ever cared that anybody was tall in high school and i'm like i don't think that was ever i don't know if in mine but i'm sure it's like yeah. kids are p- fucking pieces of shit so exactly. i'm sure it's happened sure. to someone if it's like something something yeah yeah, yeah. i wonder how tall yeah. the author of that screenplay is yeah <laughs> Six, I would and if six it's one. even a woman or if we it's like not be a the 50 year old to have man this. yeah exactly <laughs> I do really want to get in on the ground I mean not the ground floor because it's already been happening but of writing these lifetime like Christmas movies Seems and like shit. a blast I feel like it'll be good on Netflix because there there can be we can have like terrible gay Christmas movies. Yeah, like, yes. Mm-hmm. Like I think you could really do it and just have it be a thing now. And they're shot for like twenty thousand dollars or something ridiculous yes. <laughs> in Canada. The hold on, I'm tr- I'm trying to find track down the writer of this per- of this of this thing. I think it's I don't think they can be found. That's the when I am to be. This is the only thing they've done. Oh. Yeah, it's just writing tall girls. Passion project. <laughs> what? What's the name? Is it Sam a- Wolfson. That could be a that man could be I know, so I can't tell either way. Oh, Angela Kinsey's in it. Steve Zahn. Okay. Steve My gut Zahn. feeling tells me it's like a 50-year-old man who just churns out Netflix Christmas movies. And has something yeah. against tall women. Yeah, exactly. My ex-wife was so tall. <laughs> she held the divorce papers over my head and I couldn't <laughs> get them to sign fast enough. He's <laughs> so mad. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's if it's a guy, it's a guy who has a thing for tall women. I could see that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I just want him to know how beautiful they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. That's what it is. Wait, Netflix and McGee have set their fourth collaboration with Tall Girl. <laughs> Mick G? Mick G is involved in Tall Wait, Girl. I hate to ask this, but who's Oh Mick my G? god, he's the guy who directed fucking Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was like a big in that era. Yeah. Plot thickens. Yeah. We yeah. just recently rewatched Charlie's Angels. <laughs> and it is just like a Wild. music video without yes. music. That was Mick G's whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Going down that. Which Charlie's Angels do you guys think you are? Of the of that, ones. Drew Barrymore. Drew, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I'm not any of them. 
I guess Drew Barrymore. She who were the, the Charlies? <laughs> it was Cameron Diaz, yeah. Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu. Um, I I feel like I'm Lucy Liu. I don't know. I yeah. think he yeah. probably. I also are. haven't seen it in. But you're like a scientist, right? She's very yeah. driven. Yeah, very she's, driven. She's like the serious. She's the smart one of yeah. the of yeah. the bunch. Mm-hmm. You're at least. I'm probably Cameron. I think you are. Yeah, yeah, the scene where she's dancing around in her underwear feels like something that happens here on a Tuesday. <laughs> it often. does. It does. I keep open space in my living room so that I can dance around in my underwear. You get Luke Wilson in the end. That's great. Hey, and I always did I like the Wilson Sam Rockwell. Yes. yes. God damn. I guess you get him for a little bit. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and also Tom Green. Um, okay, so we were we were gonna read some of uh, Ella's hard times. Uh, headlines because they're so funny Heck is this yeah. gonna be weird <laughs> just uh i'll go with it look uh do you think i got into comedy to not hear people talk about me okay, <laughs> That's right. fair. Good, for, good for people that don't know hard times is basically like the onion except for like punk and like hardcore and stuff like that yes yeah. and i'm i'm uh right a lot for their like offshoot that's like their uh video games and nerd culture nice uh which is hard drive magazine heck yeah. yeah and she does and and slackjaw is another uh comedy when she writes for and this is a really good one from there how to make new enemies after 30 oh fuck yes this i feel a- like you just take the people you know from your 20s and flick them off one by one reinvent them <laughs> as enemies yeah <laughs> I feel like you start laughing out loud at the things <laughs> that you should be keeping inside. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what, what how. Just, uh, yeah, just radical honesty. I mean, you just yeah, do yeah. whatever it takes. You got to pay attention to the world around you. Yeah. Oh well, then never mind. I'm not gonna. That's <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> I think you have to find somebody who you like, maybe could be friends with, but there's one thing off. Yeah. That is a good enemy. Yeah, that's like most of my my best enemies are yeah. <laughs> like could have been a friendship except for that one thing. Uh, I took a, a sketch class with somebody, and I was like, "It seems like we have a lot in common, but there's just like mm, something I don't like." And she recently started a business where she talks to angels for people, and I was yes. like, "Well, that's it, ding ding ding." <laughs> there <laughs> there is is so not be. I'm like, "What a perfect enemy!" I hope her angels don't warn her about yeah, me. I know. I don't know it's if angels risk, have enemies though. You might be good. Well, demons, right? <laughs> Does she can't she talk to demons? I don't. I don't know the answer. I guess that's the like gossip about gritty reboot of an angel talking business. You should call her with a demon voice. Like, <laughs> I've got to say, the hard times polo unfortunately looks a little proud boy esque, dude. Yeah. I, I think that's the bit. Though. I yeah. is it? No, 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 no. The bit is that like so. I I have that shirt too, and yeah. like it's a fucking bummer because like the two-tone uh fred perry polo has been like an iconic oh of course yeah it's like anything when it gets adapted and they're like i didn't yeah, want yeah. this yeah it's like two-tone sky has like had that as like part of its uniform forever and then the fucking proud boys oh, that took sucks. it uh and then but like matt the guy that owns the website has been trying to put that shirt out since the website started and he was like well i i still want it to happen i mean it's a cool shirt so yeah it's a good shirt um and yeah that's like the guy who drew drew pepe the frog is like <laughs> I what Bummer. the fuck? I know. He's like, come on, man. Yeah. No, I was a big fan of Black Turtlenecks, and then that Inventor movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're blonde. You can't you, really do it. What yeah. do you guys think about wearing the same thing every day? Like, I do kind of like, like it. it. It's good. I think it's fun. It sounds great. Yeah. I think, you guys have an yeah. outfit you wear to shows if you're like anxious or don't want to decide. I definitely have like a few go to. I call it yeah. yeah my comedy costume. Like, yeah, whatever fits me at the time. I have basically. a limited number of t-shirts. It's always a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, small number of t-shirts. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have like a black old navy dress that has accommodated me at every size that I nice. wear to shows. Oh, if nice. I'm just like, what the fuck am I going to wear tonight? <laughs> yeah. Definitely have like a, cu- a couple of t-shirts and then like a jean jacket usually. It's like the Yeah. I feel like standard. the... Um, the pile situation in my room would be greatly, <laughs> greatly benefited by a one, one outfit situation. <laughs> yes. I the constant, because there. I change sizes so much. Mm-hmm. So I, it's like, what fits me? Does this look okay? Does it look like shit? Or does it look okay yeah, now? Yeah. You know, it's just like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I could see myself getting, getting to that place and being like, you know what? Fuck all of this. I'm just going to wear black jeans and a black t-shirt every day and be happy yeah. with it. I would still want to go, like, be able to visit my other clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the costume police aren't coming after you. <laughs> they have, like, like, one chunk of your closet that's, like, here's, like, the standbys if I want to mix it up. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I could probably even move that operation over to my mom's house. Mm-hmm. Right. So just yeah. there on occasion? Of course. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. That's what mom house is Always hauling dresses over to my mom's house. <laughs> you hold on to this. Is that where your wedding dress is right now? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What are you? You're not going to have it in I'm your closet. I'm not getting it in my own house. Here no. you go, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. But yeah, I, I like to it. gaze upon my dresses, but I don't mm-hmm. wear them often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel that way. Yeah. That's an... Uh, yeah, I, it's just too... If I ever wear a dress, I feel like it's just so much. It's yeah. just, I don't know. I can't, yeah. I can't do it feeling comfortable. Yeah. It feels like a lot most of the time. I like a dress. I have, well, I have two category of dress. I'm like in a house dress situation. Mm-hmm. I like a house dress, a maxi dress, if you will. But obviously those are like rattier <laughs> than, those are like below cutoffs in terms of like being dressed up. <laughs> Whoa, really? Oh, yeah. I have some ratty wow. house dresses. Oh, yeah. I'm Absolutely. like tripping over myself trying to look at this thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's read some of these. Okay. I like every kind of Christian music, except for Christian hip-hop and Christian country. (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. Uh, I I, I wrote that one because I was coming home from um, the airport, and Mm -hmm. my uh, Lyft driver was playing, like, uh, aggressive Christian (laughs) (laughs) hip-hop. I don't think I've heard that. It was, like, funny because it was all the, like, it was, like, a lot of, like, pretty violent, like, tropes and, like, just, like, like tone patterns almost but it was all about like popping people with the scripture <laughs> no whoa oh my god so they were literally that's... just replacing it was like um it was that's yeah it's like south park when they like were trying to make him a boy band but just replaced it with christ or whatever and yeah. they're like yeah now it's christian <laughs> that's crazy uh, it that's was fun. really incredible it was like incredible yeah uh, and i wanted to listen to more <laughs> yeah it sounds we pretty think, awesome and maybe someone knows the answer to this but is christian music like subdivided in my head it's like it all goes on one serious xm radio station but is there <laughs> subdivisions of like christian hmm. rap christian rock i think so Okay. I think there's an AM station probably for each one. I mean, I'll be on FM and I mean, usually it's like the typical stuff you're used to, but it is funny when I'm like for a second and I'm like, oh fuck, wait. I know. When you get tricked. Once it kicks in and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I remember there was like, I used to go to the ice rink all the time uh, when I was in like middle school and like Fridays, me and my friend Katie, that was like our tradition. Um, And there was one of the the hot rink guard. uh, I became buddies with him and then his like, aim screen name was dc talk 99 and then i was like oh you like you like christian rock never mind this will never work wait dc talk dc talk is like a christian band oh oh, oh okay yeah and i, I thought it said dt talk like down to talk no no, no. <laughs> D- dc talk i forget what it stands for but i remember being like oh never mind that's not gonna work 
real real boner killer could he do tricks roller skate tricks no 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 he would just skate around the rink and make sure if you fell he'd pick you back up that was kind of his whole thing did you ever fall on purpose so that no 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 uh-uh no, I like made it point not to fall in front of him. <laughs> yeah, I kind of go. See how it would have that effect. Yeah, yeah I kind of go the other it way. It could go both ways, I guess. But yeah, I'd be like, I don't need you. That's the way that I flirt. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah, I don't need you. Yeah, exactly. I've thought about recently actually going for like a quick skate by myself. Like the other day, Ooh. I was just in the mood to roller skate, and I'm like, I might just go to Moonlight Rings. Oh yeah, and it's have a delightful. Spin. You should. Yeah. Yeah. I went roller skating a couple years ago. Super fun. It's yeah. Like decent great. exercise. I, I love was, it. I've like had a good time. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever in my life been to a roller rink by myself. I'm usually there with friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if you just went on like a weekday or something. Yeah. Is there relaxing. like an adult swim hour at roller rinks? Exactly. It depends. I know Moonlight, the one that is out here in LA in Glendale, uh, if you're anywhere in LA, it's a great place to go. They have like 18 and older nights. Or maybe even 21 on older nights. But they do have some nights that's like no kids. It just starts fucking on the dance, <laughs> in the, on the dance floor. On the <laughs> yeah, on the rink. rink. <laughs> I mean, some of those couples have been skating together forever. Like, <laughs> that could yeah. probably see it happening. Oh, I think wow. that there's probably I would pay for that show. a yeah. high crossover in the Venn diagram of, of those couples who are skating together and going to like key parties. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep your skate key right next to your fuck key. Fuck. <laughs> Whoever's locker you get, you have to fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> roller key party <laughs> all right we got let's read a few more of these because okay. we gotta go on a break okay um man at comic-con panel would like to ask a few quick follow-up statements <laughs> oh, <laughs> too true too true <laughs> that one hurts because it's so true yeah i that's my favorite article that i've ever written that like has done pretty badly yeah among the nerd community <laughs> Yeah, oh, like they were angry or just I think didn't people do well. just like it. Yeah, people didn't like click and like oh. and share. And I'm like, I guess They're it like, hurt. Yeah, I don't bad. see the problem with it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Here's I think about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, you were right. God, that's that's, there's always yeah. that moment. I haven't been to a lot of Comic Con things, but I've been to like a decent amount of screenings and stuff. And like, there's always that fucking yeah. person who like dips in at the end. Is like, mm. yeah, um, I just really enjoyed your work in this and the blah, 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 blah. and okay, I'm a filmmaker and I'm just wondering like, how do I get your agent? <laughs> like, uh, shut up! It's always the end of the Q and A. They're always <laughs> yeah. like, that's it, we're done. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I went to like a really interesting. Um, panel with the woman who uh directed the Duke about her new movie about the nightingale oh cool uh jennifer kent and it was moderated by guillermo del toro and i was Ooh. and i was like sure they were about to take audience questions and then they were like that's it bye and i was like hell yeah <laughs> thank god, god. Awesome. can we just like do a as a society can we just eliminate audience questions have you guys ever been stoked that there were audience questions happening and i always try to think yeah. of a good one so that yeah. some asshole doesn't have the chance to ask his question but yeah. it's like hard to come up with a question that's like yeah. genuinely something you want to know and think others might be interested no, in because as opposed if, just if you're asking a question that means you shouldn't be like <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're the kind of person who should yeah. be asking yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah if you're yeah. the kind of person who thinks your question is enough that other people should be hearing it you're wrong <laughs> I will say the only q and I've ever actually enjoyed was for the uh, Big Trouble Little China 25th anniversary DVD release. John Carpenter did it, who's like the director of it, and he could not have had more disdain 
for the people asking the questions. <laughs> they would get up and they'd be like, well, why was this scene cut out of the director's version? He's like, I don't know, because the movie had to be shorter. Why? I don't. It happened 25 years ago. The movie didn't make any money. It almost killed my career. <laughs> and he would do that at every person that got to the microphone. They'd be like, are you ever going to do the soundtrack for more movies? And he's like, I have plenty of music online. None of you guys like it. <laughs> was i was howling in the back i could i was i've never seen anybody openly hate their fan base that much it's truly a beautiful thing that to sounds behold. cathartic for them and for everyone else. i think he had a blast yeah he really had a blast it's so funny to come to something like that and be like to actually come to it and then be that mad it's <laughs> <was> pretty great <laughs> all right we are gonna go take further questions we'll be right back brb Hey, y'all, we know that you know how much we love our third love bras, baby. Do we ever. Mm -hmm. It's like our families, our podcasts. (laughs) Our dogs, which is our family. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then our third love is our boobs. Exactly. They're like the best fitting bras ever. And all you have to do is go online and do their Fit Finder quiz. And it's really incredible. We all cannot believe how well they fit. For just answering like a few questions online. Yeah, it's really great because they take like shape into account, which is something that I've never had the weird bra lady at the mall d- ask me about the shape of my boobs mm-hmm. before, you know, and that really makes a huge difference. Over 12 million people have taken the quiz to date and it's actually pretty fun and it takes less than a minute to do. I just feel like when my boobs look good, I look good. Like boobs make the outfit and just having a bra that actually is flattering to my figure mm-hmm. makes all of my other clothes look better on it's me. It's like a good frame on a work of art. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and it's nice too because it gives you a lot of support but it's not like push-up it's like that nice in between where you feel like they're being supported well but it's not like whoa too intense they have a lot of sizes you know they have over 70 sizes and that include their signature half cup sizes so you know there's really something for everybody if you go online and do the fit finder quiz yeah and they have a perfect fit promise you know like every time every bra that you get you have 60 days to wear it wash it and put it to the test and if you don't love it you can return it and then third level will wash it and donate it to a woman in need which is pretty cool look this is hands down the most comfy bra you'll ever own you have our lady to lady uh Lady, lady endorsement stamp of, of approval. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash lady now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash lady for 15% off today. Hey, we're back on Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Ella. Hi. Hello. And we're going to play a little game with you that is, what is it? Are we playing this or that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's okay. do that one. It's pretty, you just you just choose one. Yeah. One <laughs> answer is right. One answer is very wrong. <laughs> okay. Or they're both right. <laughs> or they're both wrong. Well, it's Labor Day weekend when we're recording this. Uh, got some barbecue questions for you. Macaroni salad, potato salad. Potato salad. Mm, I think that's yeah. correct. Incorrect. Incorrect. You like macaroni salad better than potato salad? Yeah, I don't like potato salad. I don't either, it's but it's like I... too intense. Yeah. Like macaroni right... salad combines like meaningless carbs with like mayonnaise. I don't know. That's how I feel. I guess that's potato. Isn't I guess... that potato? They're both <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both I mayonnaise I guess potatoes based. can get away with being more meaningful. Potatoes are yeah, a yeah. more complete food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I prefer yeah. when it has like the, I like the red potatoes with like a little bit of the red skin in it too. Mm-hmm. And that I'm, is like, true. That's good. I but think I just haven't had a good one for a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't like a classy potato salad. Like somebody will bring like a German potato with like a vinaigrette and then there's, I just want. <laughs> 
want, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want potatoes, mayonnaise, mustard. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like, like a, a little pickle relish. I like a basic barbecue. A little crunch. Whenever people come to a barbecue with like their own little like real fancy thing that they make just for two people, I really, I resent that quite a bit. Because yeah. it's a common, we're, it's a common space. Like I've seen a couple people out in LA, they make like real fancy corn, but like just for their two of them. What? what? I have not seen this. You have to bring enough for everyone. I sometimes yeah, yeah. bring a small veggie thing just because I know not that many well, people want yeah. veggie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just doing my own little sad veggie thing. <laughs> yeah. But. I am absolutely bringing a single tinfoil wrapped corn cup to my next barbecue <laughs> and just being like this is it, for me it used to happen at andy wood's house all the time i oh, saw really? it like multiple times where i'd be like just watching this couple just cook like i'd be in the pool just watching them cook two corn cobs and i'd be like you motherfuckers also <laughs> put like a like single free. scallop on yeah. grill. i know exactly this is just for me oh man i'm no, so mad that's completely against the rules yeah yeah big problem uh okay well in the potato vein mashed potatoes baked potatoes mashed yeah, that's yeah. the correct answer. Load them down with butter, mm-hmm. salt them properly. Yeah, I fucking love that shit. Mm-hmm. Answer. Now I just want potatoes. I know. I know. Okay, here we go. Scooby Doo or Tom and Jerry? Mm. <laughs> um, Scooby Doo. <laughs> like I don't care for either of them. Yeah, I was like, I don't pass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tom and Jerry holds up. I will say, those are really funny cartoons. I feel like it probably holds up more than Scooby-Doo does, right? Probably. I think so. I haven't watched Scooby-Doo as recently. But I like Scooby-Doo because it's about potheads. Yeah. Yeah. There's at least a storyline you can follow them. They're solving crimes. Tom and Jerry, they're just trying to murder each other for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but Tom and Jerry, it's more like choreography with the music. And it's got that appeal of like the old timey kind of. Time and Tom and Jerry, Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner. I think that's Wiley more. Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner. Yeah. yeah that's more one to one. The Roadrunner yeah. cartoons are like perfect. But Tom yeah, and yeah, Jerry yeah. is kind of the same format. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Did you guys ever want the coyote to catch the Roadrunner? I mean, I guess that's oh, yeah. why you do. But yeah. uh, every time I was like, just, just get him. That's what makes them good, I think, is like you kind of want mm-hmm. the coyote to get the roadrunner. Yeah. Well, you kind of want Tom to get Jerry. The Sisyphean yeah. task. Of- yeah. I definitely want Tom to get Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's kind of a little jerk. <laughs> I don't know why. I just never liked him. You like Jerry better than the roadrunner? If you had to choose one to live. <laughs> no, I like roadrunner better. <laughs> I think I like roadrunner better. <laughs> More respect for his spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Uh, I saw a Roadrunner for the first time, and it was really fun. Ooh, oh, that when I was in fun. Texas. I've uh, never seen one before. They're cool. They're cool. like they're like a. It was like this. I'm I'm showing yeah. a foot high with my hands. Yeah, yeah. He goes meet me. Did he do that? Uh, really? It did not. He meet was me. like, no. Did you crash Don't into a wall? Don't ask me to do my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay me for that now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's twenty dollars at the meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. What, Roadrunner was not in Space Jam. Mm. Wasn't uh, he for a minute? Is he? I think they're in it. I think him and Coyote are in it for like two seconds. Coyote's on the team. Oh, right. Oh, uh, man. It's been a while since. Uh, he must show up at some point. Yeah. I love, have you guys read these rules for the Roadrunner cartoons? No. It's like one of my favorite things in all of writing. You guys haven't ever heard these? No. Oh, they're so good. Okay. Are these real or are these? These are real. Okay. They're from uh, the guy who, did, who made the cartoons. These were universal rules followed in every episode. Rule number one, the roadrunner cannot harm the coyote except by going beep beep. Rule number two, no outside force can harm the coyote, only his own ineptitude or the failure of Acme products. Rule number three, the coyote could stop at any time, 
if he were not a fanatic. Repeat, <laughs> a fanatic is one who redoubles his effort when he has forgotten his aim. That's from George Santanaya. Rule number four, no dialogue ever except beep beep. Rule number five, the roadrunner must stay on the road. Otherwise, logically, he could not be called a roadrunner. <laughs> Rule number six, all action must be confined to the natural environment of the two characters, the Southwest American desert. Rule number seven, all materials, tools, weapons, or mechanical conveniences must be obtained from the Acme Corporation. Rule number eight, whenever possible, uh, make gravity the coyote's worst enemy. Rule number nine, the coyote is always more humiliated than harmed by his failures. Nice. Are those great? That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's it's, cool. it's something so simple, and then they got so much out of it for so long. That's like yeah. a very powerful TV concept. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, I think, shows you like the power of constraints. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite is the fanatic one, though. The coyote. I think about that like almost every day. The coyote could stop anytime if he were not a fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> These cartoons are actually about addiction. <laughs> it's about an open mic comedian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's what? It's so dead. interesting, the Acme Corporation thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Is Acme supposed to represent like something specific at the time, or just like a like overarching like business monopoly? I think monopoly Acme is like the onset of corporate America. It's like yeah. it's, it's purposely not any one company because then it's every company. Yeah, right. It's a parable for the uh, failings of Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love to see a new Roadrunner Coyote, but it's like mm. it's like Elon Musk is the guy making all the like gear rather than like yes. than like a 1950s kind of like manufacturing gig it's like a like a robotics company who's like yeah how do you runs into the end of the tunnel that's trying to go from santa monica <laughs> to the moon <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the coyote runs into the, the yeah. hyperloop uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the boring <laughs> company instead of acme now yeah <laughs> that's cool i like that <laughs> it's okay. so interesting with the, yeah world building like that like it's like it seems so simple, but you have to like put these rules down. Yeah. Well, and I love how like like they're they're just so contained and so sparse, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like you look at how complex the cartoons are, and then you I just love even like the structure of these sentences are just so simple. Yeah. And people love to see something they've already seen. It's exactly. comedy. We all know in comedy, it's like mm-hmm. the ultimate callback. It's oh like yeah. Every. Absolutely. Yeah. I always liked in the old in like those old cartoons too, like the caricatures of like the nineteen forties actors that I was like, I don't know who the hell this person is, but it's clearly somebody. <laughs> those are always funny. Like yeah. there's like weird like background ha cha 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 all these people yes. are like I don't know who I but then have you ever like known them from a from a cartoon but then seen them in a movie in real life and then been like Oh, oh, that's who that was referencing. Yeah, that's Hacha Cha. Yeah, that's Hacha Cha. I get it. Yeah, like uh, what's his name with the big eyeballs um, from Casablanca? Reek. Oh, Peter Lorre. Yeah, yeah. Was Peter like, Lorre was soups animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I'm trying love to think like what he him. was in. He's got kind of a Porky Pig vibe in a way. Yeah, yeah. There, they did a Bugs Bunny version of Casablanca. There was a that's movie right, of it. They did. Yeah, like a whole movie, like a feature. It was like 20, like maybe a half hour or okay, something. Yeah. But it was like basically the Casablanca, but with all of them. And like, it was weird because they, I remember they made um, like Bugs Bunny is like sad like Rick. And it's like, he's like, they made him like a leading man and he's not just like, hey, I'm fucking Bugs Bunny, deal with it all the time. I didn't even watch this because Casablanca is like my favorite movie of all time. And I'm picturing really like it. the poster that you're, I don't know if mm-hmm. I've ever seen it though. I remember really liking it a lot. Does Bugs Bunny play his own romantic lead in drag? Does he play <laughs> Elsa? Elsa? 
<laughs> oh man, I don't remember. I don't remember who the who the who the gal is. It might have been like a made up bunny. It might have been like a Lola or something like that. Sure. Of Which like Lola bunny's interesting because they just were like, you know what, Space Jam needs sex. a fuckable bunny. <laughs> yeah. Like, gotta make Even sure these Space Jam's gotta have that <laughs> sex appeal, baby. <laughs> Let's get this this horny boys in the theater. I know they don't want to just see Michael Jackson or like, not, not Michael Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> Let's put this horny bunny in it. <laughs> was Space Jam before or after Roger Rabbit? After. After. After, after yeah. So they had wet everyone's appetite with Jessica Rabbit, who yeah. obviously is not a rabbit. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but Lola falls in the tradition. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lola is definitely like, Jessica Rabbit is Lola's drag mother. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> um, the Ella, category you, is okay. Uh, oh no, no, no! You're fine. Fuckable rabbits. I um, was just yeah, thinking. Yeah. Um, so you still like do perform science? Is this a, is this how you say it? Do you, <laughs> are you Wait, still? What? Are you a scientist? Like, not, do you do it for work? What I, what kind did you do? I do not. I was uh, an environmental engineer. Oh, so I worked for an engineering consulting company for a couple of years. Oh, okay. So how do you feel about the world like ending? <laughs> so I actually, I feel like I went into environmental engineering partly because I was like, oh, that's where you learn like pragmatic tools that might make the world a better place. And mm -hmm. then like, uh, I, the way I feel about it is I remember being on a call, like right at the start of my engineering career. And, uh, it was like one of the first like team calls I'd been on and the person leading the call was like, okay, what's our number one goal in this project? Mm -hmm. And I like pressed one of the phone buttons to mm -hmm. say, um, protecting human health in the environment. Yeah. But I like didn't have the phone systems worked, so I like hadn't pressed the right button. And then by the time I found it, uh, the rhetorical question had already been answered as protecting corporate liability. Uh, <laughs> and I feel yikes. like that is a... Like, uh, environmental engineering, it's not necessarily the good guys. It's not the worst of the good, but, like, like yeah. you could easily be, like, working for an oil company trying mm. to, like, minimize harm reduction of, like, an offshore oil platform. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly think, like, like obviously there have been some big fuck-ups, but for, like, a lot of things, it's not even, like, the drilling, like... Mm -hmm. isn't the huge problem that we can't manage. The huge problem is that we're going to burn that oil and burn the planet down. Yeah. So right. it's like all these like little things that are like really about like following laws and like not making substantive changes that would actually save the planet. I took a sustainability class that I thought would be like fun and make me feel better. And instead it was like, we're all going to die. Here are some equations that will help you understand how. <laughs> That's like wow. when I, I went to, um, I think I talked about this, but I went to the aquarium of the Pacific and uh, like, they were like, come see our show. And I was like, Oh cool. You know? And obviously I know things are, you know, I'm not expecting like to be whatever babysat or something. But the entire show was just that they were like, it's all really bad. It's bad. You should help. And I was like, oh, no, I thought I was going to see penguins. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's, uh, well, sorry. Why? <laughs> I uh, anyway, like, I'm a huge bummer now. So no, I mean, I asked you. I, that's why I we need more bummers. The answer is it's like it's greed. It's the, yeah. we're here because of greed. So yeah. that's you know. Yeah, exactly. I was expecting the actual change <laughs> that needs to happen will require them, their stockholders not making money for a year or two. Yeah, <laughs> I think there is a problem too of unfortunately, like 
it is easy to hit the snooze button on it for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think the immediate uh, results of global warming are not evident in every area of the world. So pe- things that are right in front of people's faces, it's really easy to just pretend like it's not there. Oh, yeah. totally. I certainly do that with traffic tickets. You know, like some, anything, that, <laughs> anything that's not like immediately fucking up your life is really easy to put on the back burner, I think. I yeah. think this is why I find like Silicon Valley to be probably like deeply villainous it's because oh, like oh, yeah. for sure. they all they yeah. it's like all about whatever is going to be profitable like next yeah year right and like a lot of like it's like oh yeah any kind of like solutions that like somebody will pay a lot of money for yeah when like most of the problems we have could be solved by like wide-scale social organizing <laughs> Yep. And cannot be solved by three smart white men in a building. Yeah. But like those guys, that's the, that's all they know how to do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then you just look at like what has actually happened physically to, you know, San Francisco and stuff. And it's just like, you can't feel yeah. really good about yourself. I don't think when you like see, you know, you walk outside and see like how bad the homeless problem has gotten and stuff because of like moving in there. I just, mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, you're like directly seeing that byproduct of that. I yeah. don't know. It really freaks me out. Yeah. It's horrifying. And they also like have their multi million dollar bunkers. They're just like, Well, if things get too bad, I'll just go underground. Uh <laughs> yeah. they're gonna they're gonna die alone in those bunkers. Although because people go and you go insane, you know, it's like But they're gonna take a bunch of poor people with them that have to work for them. <laughs> like like they're just gonna Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have like holograms to fucking stuff. Yeah. Well they want AI like so badly i was just listening to something the other day about how like there's a couple of like think tanks in silicon valley that are trying to like um bring in as many diverse voices as possible to talk about the future of ai because like if ai is just built by a bunch of like straight white men then that is like the bias that will be in all ai and robots in the future so they're trying to be like oh we need to get ahead of that and have like you know people of color and women and like people of like different genders and sexualities that need to like be inputting like what the hell ai is wow i didn't even think about that because of course yeah. that's what would be in there automatically yeah because it's yeah. like i don't i'm you guys have probably read about how like algorithms can be racist mm-hmm. yes oh yeah and like sexist and stuff and it's like oh yeah you train an algorithm to read a bunch of resumes based on who you've hired in the past right. and it's gonna mm-hmm. like give women like a lower score because it knows fewer of them have been hired in the past. So it's like, like, even if we can put a dent in like human uh, patriarchy that we've already trained the next generation of robots to be. I, I, I'm i also like less worried yeah. about all of that stuff because I'm not even sure we're going to get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay, for well, sure. that's comforting. <laughs> I do. I am kind of at that point where I'm like, right. okay, I guess this is just yeah, like yeah. a... It's like I wanna... I'm a little excited about self-driving cars because I feel like it'll make the elderly less isolated by the time we're old. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I'm like, I'm also like, will there even be a society for us to travel around in? Yeah. yeah how are we going to run this clock down? What? Yeah. What is the timeline? Because I would like to know that. Like, if it's time to take out a bunch of credit cards. <laughs> I, yeah. When do I really tank my credit score? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the answer. I. God. I don't want to tell people now. But I like. Okay. One. That question is like far beyond any actual knowledge I have. Okay. But uh, as a disclaimer, okay, she winked at us when she said that, guys. So whatever <laughs> happens next is, you know. <laughs> but like, I'm, yeah, it's like sh- it, it does feel like paying off your being like re- financially responsible right now is like a gamble, also. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Tess, has been, Tess has been like living for the apocalypse. <laughs> this has been my plan since I saw Fight Club in high school. It's all getting blown up. I, have you guys uh, read um, 
uh, World War Z. Uh, Nobody most saw the of it, Tom yeah. Cruise movie. Brad Pitt. Right. Brad Pitt. Yes. Yeah. I've read Looked most of it. I really thought it was Tom Cruise. Yeah, is Tom Cruise in a movie that's... <laughs> he's in a Z movie or yeah. something. No, he's in... Uh, oh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A yeah, world yeah. movie. Uh, the, the, the book is the book actually is extremely good. compelling and super yes. interesting. And uh, like, yeah. I feel like I'm really drawn to like post-apocalyptic stories where you've kind of like beat the thing and have to rebuild society because mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people doing uh, actually necessary tasks instead yeah. of just like doing a lot mm-hmm. of bullshit that doesn't make sense it's, it's like oh yeah really if my good. job was to like design a functioning water system for mm-hmm. like a new post-zombie yeah. community like oh yeah that's very appealing to think about like yeah. you're giving people clean water mm-hmm. uh whereas if it's like yeah let's like i don't know all the bullshit that we all do every day to make money that like feels really for pointless. sure right well that right. Bo- the book yeah. is really interesting because it's a basically it's like a a reporter compiling the stories of these all these people post zombie apocalypse trying to rebuild the world. So it's like um, there's like a Howard Dean type guy that like basically like becomes like this unofficial president. There's like a former celebrity that like finds um, had a very meaningless life as this like rich celebrity guy, and then he finds meaning and being able to like help people and like learn to like build things with his hands and stuff like that. And it like talks about how like in different parts of like the world like how different countries handle the zombie apocalypse because it happens all over the world and like was it north korea where they just everyone just disappeared is that the country that it is yeah they just don't really know they don't know what happened everyone just like went to a mountain and it's like are there zombies in there is everybody dead who knows we can't and you're not going to open that to find out but like it's like it's very very cool like the way that everybody would handle it differently this may be dumb and self-important but i do feel like uh comedy is not the worst skill to have in an apocalypse because I, I, I don't think we're ever gonna not yeah first of all comedians we have a skill that can be performed in front of like mm-hmm. people with no technology mm-hmm. yeah and it's like that might still be valuable in like a dark world i mean i think especially i will say female comedians will be <laughs> uh, <absolutely>. less helpless <laughs> than most people <laughs> I've been spending so much time building a new house for myself. My hands are too hard. They're, my hands have too many calluses to masturbate anymore. That's going to be guy comics. Oh, no, I didn't mean they would be oh, building yeah. houses. I meant they yeah, were yeah. like, I think they're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have already like, uh, no hot pockets. We're, we're finished. That's true. We don't feed them. Yeah. yeah we'll decide. True. We'll be the ones deciding them. But we've already yeah. spent a lot of time in uh, like basements like batting off uh, pasty weirdos. Very so. true. <laughs> Very, very That's, true. Yeah, we're we're ready. Oh yeah, yeah. we have our, our pony and dance show, our dog and pony show, pony yeah, and yeah. show, yeah. ready to go for the end times. We have our dressage. <laughs> yeah, <show. laughs> we'll all just a bat signal will come up in the sky, and we'll all just nod and know it's time. How would it funny would it be if you got like? <laughs> No golden bikinis for us. No. Hey. Oh, I mean, I would it. be into wearing that, but not chained to Jabba. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I bet he's soft, though. It's That's probably true. Cuddly. He looks comfy. Yeah. 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 Jabba the Hutt would make bad, a good couch. Lots of, yeah, yeah. he's very If it's cold. Wordy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you think he's warm? Or you think what, he's sticky to the touch, probably a little Parts bit? No, I, I feel like a, it's like a snake. It's just like smooth. Uh, okay. Okay. Or maybe like a, like a beanbag. Defensive. I picture Jabba the Hutt somewhat sticky. Like um, those toy slugs you get at the science museum. Mm, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. his mouth definitely has a lot of stickiness going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would not want to make out with him. <laughs> but would I let him? Because <laughs> 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 your whole head like go inside his mouth. <laughs> That's true. I think it's just him licking you like a lollipop. 
is how that works. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take a break. <laughs> Sorry. We'll be right back. Here's some ads. <laughs> Hey, if you like hearing us talk on the show, come see us do jokes in person. Oh my God, so fun. Oh yeah. I'm going to be in Portland this weekend. Um, well, okay, wait. I'm going to be in Salem, Oregon on Friday and Saturday, and then I'll be doing Spec Script in Portland on the 8th, on September 8th. And then I'm going to be doing Babs Home Show on September 9th, and probably a few other ones in there if I can bounce around. So come out and see me if you can. Um there's, oh, yeah, and then I'll be at the High Plains Festival in Denver the last weekend of September. They don't have the exact shows up yet, but if you go to High Plains Comedy Festival's website, I'm sure you can find out the details soon about that or just buy tickets, you know, to get yourself in. And then I'm going to be doing a show in Fort Collins on the Sunday at the end of that. I think it's September 30th. It's the last Sunday of the month. 29th. No, um, oh, 29th. So I'll be in Fort Collins and, that's, and probably doing some other shows in the area. But definitely come to High Plains shows if you're in Denver. And uh, I'll see you there. Also, if you're in LA, I have sauce every Friday at 8 p.m. at Desano Pizza. Oh, wait. I don't know if it's happening September. Never mind. I'll let <laughs> you know. We'll let you know. <laughs> uh, and then I've got a, a picture of this every second Saturday of every month. So September 14th is the next one here. Going to be a real good time. Get those tickets ahead of time because we always sell out the show. Um, and then October 12th is the next one after that. Uh, and then um, at the end of October, beginning of November, I've got a quick little run that I'm doing with Lisa Curry. Um, we're going to be in Asheville, North Carolina, October 27th. Knoxville, Tennessee, October 20th. 28th, uh, October 30th, Charleston, South Carolina, October 31st, Halloween, get spooky with me in Jacksonville um, at a house party. And then um, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, we're going to be in Gainesville, Florida. November 4th, I'm in Atlanta. November 5th, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And if you have a hookup to Dollywood or anything in Pigeon Ooh. Forge, Tennessee, um, me and Lisa want to go there on October 29th to Tuesday. So maybe tickets are cheap. I don't know. Putting it out there. Get me into Dollywood for free. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, y'all, I'm going to be on the East Coast in uh, Philly and New York from October like 20th to the 25th. I'll be doing shows with Sean, my husband. So if you want to see him do stand-up, too, mm-hmm. now's your chance. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be up to date with like dates on that week. But if you're on the East Coast, I'll see you soon, hopefully. See you out there. Hey, everybody. We're back. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. And we're with Ella Gale. Hi. Hope we didn't make you guys too sad, but that's life. <laughs> or take out a lot of credit card debt. We are not liable. Uh, we're just trying yeah. to keep you informed so you can make the right irresponsible decisions. Yeah, exactly. Do that if you want. That's not our problem if you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to solve some lady problems right now. If you have a lady problem, send them to us at ladytoladycomedy at gmail.com. You can also, one of these we're going to read is coming from our Facebook group, Come join that. It's a really fun group. People post stuff all the time. They talk about lady problems that are, you know, they need advice on immediately. If you just look up Lady to Lady Podcast on Facebook, you will find it there. Mm -hmm. Lady. Lady problems. Lady. Lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? I'm so excited. One of my, I'm like kind of obsessed with advice columns and a secret oh. dream of mine is to be an advice columnist. Ooh, What's your okay. fucking opportunity right yeah, now? Yeah, you can help us out here. 
Okay. Okay. So here we go. Hey, everyone. This show absolutely makes my day. Oh, oh. my gosh. Thank you. I've been listening during my work commute each day from the beginning to present. So I'm currently in January of 2018. I have a lady problem that would really love some help with. Thank you for any and all advice. Or she's not going to. It's funny. She doesn't get this for another year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll tell her to take a. <laughs> uh, I'm 24 years old and I've been with my boyfriend for almost five years. We've been living together for almost two years now and everything is really amazing. We love our lives together, have the best dog, puppy picks below, and love the city we live in. The problem is not with him. It's with my mom. Because of our work schedules and the fact that we are two broke kids trying to save money for things like rent, furniture, house life, we currently cannot afford doggy daycare, and our boy is still too untrustworthy to be left uncrated during the day. He would probably true everything we own. Three days a week... Uh, three days a work week, we're able to alter our schedule so he's only created for a couple hours. However, on the other two days, my newly retired mom comes to puppy sit and play with our dog. Here's the problem. My mom has no boundaries of personal space. If there is a single dish in the sink, she will do it and then act like she did a marathon of cleaning. If there are a few shirts in the laundry or even clean but unfolded in the hand hamper, she will either wash all of it or fold all of her laundry. Not only my laundry, but also my boyfriend's. We obviously share a hamper since we live together and it makes us both feel extremely uncomfortable and a little bit violated that my mom is cleaning, folding our dirty laundry, including literal underwear. We are not slobs. We do laundry at least three times a week since I work in a daycare. Kids wipe, wipe gross things on, all, on me all day. And we both try to work out so things get sweaty. Unless it is the once in a blue moon moment where we really got too busy, too tired for a few days to do laundry dishes, there will never be a, quote, mountain of filth that my mother describes voluntarily cleaning up. She's also constantly bringing things like food, toiletries, and leaving them on the kitchen table. This would be great if, one, we needed those things, and two, didn't have to then spend two days a week putting a ton of crap away when we could be spending that time together with our dog. Uh, it usually includes sweets. I'm trying to lose weight and don't bring sweets into the house so I won't eat them. And clothes that we don't want, like, need. We never ask for anything except that she let the dog out to pee and feed him dinner, but she keeps doing all this other stuff despite having uh, asked her not to uncountable times. She always says that she is really... She's trying to be helpful and continuing to do it anyway, no matter how persistent we are. If we are really adamant, she'll stop for a bit and then start up again until we remind her to stop. But it's wasting so much of our energy going through this cycle repeatedly. Also, here's the digger. She uses all of this as ammo to brag about how much she, quote, does for us to everyone, including my boyfriend's mom, as well as our landlord. My mother vividly describes scrubbing our disgusting house while watching our dog and how we never have to buy anything because of all that she brings over. Very not true. Uh, we have talked to her about how uncomfortable and angry this makes us multiple times, and she will stop for a week, but then start bringing stuff cleaning again. Uh, we try to have everything completely clean the night before she comes, but sometimes we're just too tired and could care less about the single cup in the sink. So ladies, what do we do? We don't want our dog to be locked up for two long eight-hour days, but I also can't uh, keep dealing with the repercussions of her coming here. Sidebar, I, ha I have ulcerative colitis, and I'm supposed to avoid stress where I can, and she is literally causing me to have flare-ups from the stress of her either coming or the both of us getting weird questions about my mother trying to do me and my boyfriend's laundry from random people all the time who she happens to brag to. Neighbors, family, friends, really everyone, even random people I see at the dog park. I know she's just trying to help us out, but it's more stressful and frustrating to constantly have to feel on edge in my own house. As two young people doing a good fucking job of being responsible and getting their shit together, we're too prideful for her to be going around telling the world we can't afford shit like fucking toilet paper. We absolutely can. <laughs> and we're uh, apparently slobs. We are not. 
Uh, I'm at my wit's end and I don't want my dog to suffer for this. I'm supposed to be getting a raise soon and my boyfriend is currently looking for a better paying job so that we can not only save more but hopefully afford doggy daycare for a couple of days a week. In the meantime, what do we do? Thank you all so much. Sorry for the excessive details, but I really wanted to paint the picture of how weird and violating this is so you could give the best, most specific advice possible. We both love the podcast and all the advice you give. Thanks, ladies. Thank you for writing. Thank you for all the details. Yes. yes. Honestly. She started with like, I'm this old. We've lived together this long. Yes. We're like, yes, these are what we need. Wait, like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I, I thought we were about to have a dog problem and we do not have a dog we problem. We have a mom problem. Dogs, it's never the dog's fault. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We have a newly retired mom problem, which I think is a big part of it. I think that's part of it. Yeah. I can I die? I, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Get it? Get it. Uh, <laughs> I want to say uh, change the locks. Your mom is no longer invited over. Uh, crate the dogs until you have to. Dogs are fine. They will survive. Yeah. yeah. Change the locks? <laughs> <laughs> that seems too much. No, I do. I think that the mom should be kicked out of this. Yeah. Point. Yeah. yeah. I saw as a key. And I know. Mm-hmm. I think like. Yeah. I think you change the locks. Yeah. And just say, hey, sorry, we we don't need yeah, dog yeah. sitting. You have repeatedly not uh, yeah. done thing, very reasonable things we ask you. And mm-hmm. so we're going to find an alternative. I'm wondering if they have someone in their life who they could like swap dog care with. Like maybe they have a different work schedule than you, but you could be their go-to when they go out of town. Like, do you guys, do you have anyone that you could kind of do that with so that you're not having to pay for dog care? That's a great idea. Be able to like, be like, Hey, can I drop them off at your house for like the day or whatever? And then we, we can exchange whenever, whenever you need that help too. Yeah. Also, yeah. I feel like there's, there are a billion dog walking apps that are probably a lot cheaper than there are, but full dog day daycare. are really expensive. I mean, that oh, yeah. does, really add up and if you're 24 years old and you're at your first big job i mean dog care is really expensive yeah it's definitely pricey for sure um but yeah i'm trying to think of ways to mitigate that that can't the mom can't be involved anymore yeah yeah i think it's like two separate things there's like the immediacy of getting your mom definitely like she can't do this anymore so let's find a new solution for that and we can come back to that but i think also your mom has no identity currently um which is a big part of being newly retired where it's like she had a job that defined her and now that job doesn't exist so she is trying to make herself busy and trying to like do like she's talking about this because this is like probably the only thing she's really doing you know i would see like be like you need to go volunteer your mom needs like some yes. meaning in her life of some kind right yes. now not to be i mean she, maybe she has something going on but it doesn't sound like it if she's d- talking about this stuff with strangers yeah i don't she's think got she's trying to talk on. shit about them i think she's yeah, yeah. trying to like pump herself up and be like look how much everyone needs mm. me exactly yeah i think that's a big part of where it's coming from for sure um and i think it's maybe kind of having like a a blunt conversation with your mom about that and being like look this is a hurting our relationship i need you to like plan some lunches with your other retired friends. I need you to like find a thing that you're involved with that you can like find that sense of purpose in again. Cause she probably like, you know, I think, um, I think it's hard for, for moms sometimes where it's like you're, you culturally, it's like our, you're, you're like, you're there for your kids and like you give so much of yourself to your kids and you have a job and you give so much of yourself to your job. And there's like really not a lot of um, emphasis put on like making sure that you retain something of who you are just for yourself and I know that, like, that's that's something that, like, a lot of moms seem to have, like, a really hard time with, like, later in life. Where they're like, well, who the fuck am I? What do I even like? Like, I know these are the things that I do, you know? 
So I think like that's an important thing is to try to figure out like, get, see if your mom wants to like take a class or something like that. Like try, mm-hmm. you know, is she into art? Is she into like, you know, what, what is she interested in? And like trying to get something to fill her schedule a little bit, you know. You could do a class together so that yeah. you're still spending time together even though mm-hmm. she can't come into your home when you're not there anymore. Yeah. 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 I don't think you need to cut her off, but definitely boundaries need to be set. And yeah, I think... Parents and kids, there's always going to be weird boundaries because it's like your mom literally pushed you out of her vagina. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, like, obviously she's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. She can't change the lock to that. So. Yeah. Boundary number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We're there. We're good. So I think, like, but back to, like, the specific things with the dog. It's like, I think, what, is a younger dog, right? So I get, like, why it doesn't have a lot of... It has a ton the dog of has separation anxiety. Oh, okay. She, I don't think she said that, did she? She said she would chew up the house if they left Oh, there. right, right, right. Yeah, that usually is. Somebody, also, that may go away as the dog gets older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Somebody said, uh, I'm just going to say some of the suggestions listeners had on here, because, you know, there was some good stuff. Uh, somebody said, maybe, you know, make the puppers part of your goal of getting in better shape. Run him out of energy before you go to work if you have to create him, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kongs are good. I mean, these are all things that like you can try that, but don't work with every dog. Um, yeah, for but sure. yeah, giving them something to like do while you're gone. I give mine. Um, you know, as a vegetarian, they're so fucking nasty, but they are like these marrow bones that are just like dripping with blood and muscle. Oh, oh they love those. They love those. Oh, they love those dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like also, um, is the dog is your dog associating the crate only with like oh you're leaving, or is the dog like are there like things in the crate for the dog to like be in so the crate feels like a safe place versus just like the thing that it's in when you're not there yes you know like mm. I think that's because what you're supposed to like leave a crate kind of open and like that way they can go to that as like their own spot They're like mm, the crate is my drippy bone mm-hmm. place exactly yeah. we want to teach them that the crate is the drippy bone place that mm-hmm. said Garth has just recently started hating his crate I don't know they're also just like neurotic animals and yeah <laughs> yeah definitely here's a picture of the dog it is very cute she's very, really very cute, cute. Nose. she's Sweet, so babe. cute <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if you're not already wearing the dog out in the morning, that's a really good call. Yeah. Maybe we could get some cum underwear to get yes. mom away from the, oh, yeah. the yeah, underwear. Get, put some, put your, you don't need to do all this laundry. Just put your, your uh, fucking filthy laundry in the dog crate. The dog will go crazy all day. <laughs> She'll lick it clean. Yeah, yeah. She'll love it. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not like a black market thing. Yeah. Sell your underwear to dog owners. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what a, do dogs do with underwear? They, they just eat, them. eat it? Yeah, oh, they eat it. Okay. They do. Lick it, eat it, yeah. chew it. It's just like a big piece of bubble gum for them. <laughs> <It's> disgusting. <laughs> do you have any yeah do you have any neighbors that could maybe pop over instead um also yes yeah, she works at a daycare i don't know what the boyfriend does but maybe if he's looking for another job maybe one thing you can negotiate is the ability to bring your dog to work sometimes some yeah. workplaces are cool with that yeah absolutely. somebody said um try that what is that neighborhood app whatever next, next door. door might somebody might be on there who you could trade yeah, yeah, puppy. Yeah, with. yeah. I think that's a good call. Um, yeah, I mean, even if like you can get like one of the days a kit taken care of, I think if it's like one day a week, your dog is like mostly in a kind of has like a low low energy day. Just try to like make that the day that one of you um, really works them out in the morning. You can kind of chill out. And yeah. I think like give yourself a second before you help mom with her. Like give yourself a week where you're yes. just like, I just don't want to talk for a second. So you yeah, can like yeah. not be like too pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah. 
Because it sucks. It sounds like they've really tried to talk to her and she's just not, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. No, I think it's definitely like, you can't do this anymore. You need to find something else in your life. I need to like not talk to you for a while because this is is affecting your relationship with your mom, you know? And it's like, you want want to have a good relationship. And like, she needs to understand that. Like, that's the stakes of this maybe. I don't know if you've laid it out as like that or not, where it's like, you're fucking, you think that you're helping. You're actually just fucking this up more. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, it's like, what are the... I mean, this is a perverted version of like the languages of love where it's like service is the, is like the way that you show love. Like that's the way your mom's doing it right now where she's like showing you I love you by being very suffocating and going over all these boundaries and doing all this stuff for you because she thinks she's helping. But, you know, it's like, no, 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 there's there's other ways that you can help. This is not. Also, yeah. if you live in L.A., my apartment is available if your mom needs somewhere to come during oh, the day nice. to do dishes yeah. and uh, I was laundry. About that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you help me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just like let's get your. Get Does the mom have a pet? Maybe she needs a cat or a dog. Get the of her mom own. a dog. Yeah, yeah. Like get your mom something to baby instead of you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she needs. Yeah, she, she needs, needs a little a little white dog. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, she's on. certainly welcome to clean at any of our houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if she's interested. Why is it more annoying when your own mom cleans? Like everyone else's mom is welcome at your house, but I can see how you're. You're like, mom. Yeah. No, anyone else, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. be so fucking stoked. But it yeah. also sounds like they're they're like already very clean people. Who's doing laundry yeah. three times a week? Also, you're a saint already. That's a lot. You're doing so good. Laundry. Uh, wow. <laughs> So much I mean, laundry. Are we all willing to? Uh, who? How often do you guys do laundry? I probably do about three times a week because I work out a lot too. You do it three times a week. Oh my well, god! I have a machine in my house. I mean, like once. I mean, I do too, but I'm like once a month. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm, I'm yeah. once a month also. Yeah, really? I'm about, I'm about yeah. once a month. Maybe once what? every, maybe every like three weeks or something. Yeah. I mean, if I could get away with that, I would. But I, I just sweat of, through all my. You shit. might be shocked yeah. what you can get away with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just yeah I don't know I got a lot once the underwear runs out that's when I do laundry that's yes. kind of my thing Same. and I've got probably about three weeks three and a half weeks worth of underwear probably yeah I'm always buying underwear for that reason but you're yeah. right in the sweaty times it is a lot more yeah. or I yeah. guess I just like hunt more for things yeah. I don't have to yeah well <laughs> I just, you know if I don't yeah. like wash my gym clothes right away then like they're just the yeah they're nasty yeah see I like, I just kind of like will like rinse my now like in the shower or whatever and just throw them over my thing to like dry that way right that and then and then I'll give them like a real wash like probably like once a month is kind of the way I do it but we're all but then I also put all my clothes together in my laundry right. which yeah I do more probably because yeah. I separate out too it's like okay I'm doing my little bras yeah. today I'm doing this today like, I think if I had a machine in my home I would do more laundry yeah yeah when I didn't have a machine in my house I would just throw away entire wardrobes <laughs> I just don't wear that anymore oh my god <laughs> Yeah, it's like when the hamper gets full is like kind of when I do it, but it takes a while to get to that place. Yeah. Did we help? I, th- I, hope, I so. hope Yeah, kick your mom out, and then whatever you decide to do with the dog, the dog will be fine. Yeah. And it is uh, going to be a temporary problem, I think, as your dog gets older, and or yes. you start making more money. So yeah. Uh, Band-aid give- for the dog situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Full on... Uh, yeah. corrective surgery for the mom situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the mom situation is the more pressing issue that will be around longer. Panic room yeah. for the mom situation when she comes. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> also, what if you just went to her house and you're just like, filthy, 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 and just cleaned all of her stuff to be like, how does it feel, mommy? How is this? Do you like how this? How does it feel, mommy? No one should ever say <laughs> Maybe she won't come over anymore if you give her a couple how does it feel, mommies. But tuck her sheets in real goddamn tight. <laughs> Oh, I do no. like a tight sheet. Okay. Um, Ella, where can people find you on the internet? Um, follow me on Twitter at Hella Kale. Hella Kale. Yes. Nice. Go yeah. read her stuff. She's super funny. A great writer. And thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Patreon members, we'll see you over there for a top secret session. If you don't know what that is, we do a top secret session with every guest. Comes out on Friday every week. And we talk about something that's too hot for the regular feed. Whoa. So if you're interested in that, go to patreon.com slash lady to lady and see us. All right. Bye. Bye. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.